Welcome to the Playbook for Amazon podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lieber, and the goal of this podcast is to share what's working today that's helping my company, Turnkey Product Management, sell over eight figures per year on Amazon for our clients. We will share with you the actionable steps, systems, and playbook that you can plug into your business to boost your sales on Amazon. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the Playbook for Amazon podcast. Today we wanted to do our most up-to-date information that we have on the coronavirus and what to do about it. And we were very lucky to have uh, Max Kerwick on the show. So it was me and Max. He's the host of the Brand Builder podcast and also the Brand Builder Strategies, his company. Um, he's a really, really smart marketing and branding guy and he has a lot of clients. And so it was kind of I interviewed him, he interviewed me, we just kind of chatted it up about what are we seeing and what are the actual actions that people need to be taking right now to you know, to adjust, to pivot their business. And um, just wanna mention as well, one of the big things that we talked about was my, my company Turnkey, we have been pre-vetting for our clients, third-party warehouses, like 3PLs, because those warehouses right now are in such high demand and you need to have that set up so that you're not solely reliant on Amazon FBA. So we have interviewed over 10 different warehouses around the country uh, in the last week and we have finalized our list of the pre-vetted warehouses for you. And so you know, I still recommend that you you know get multiple quotes, but we, we put together a list of our top, it should be our top two to four, I think is what we've narrowed it down to, warehouses that are planning to stay open. They've been deemed like an essential business um, and, and it should be really, really good. So, you know, cause it's a lot of time to do that. So I wanted to give you that resource. So please go to turnkeyproductmanagement.com slash resource and we'll make sure that we have it on there. And then we also put our how to survive and thrive on Amazon during the coronavirus report also at that same link, turnkeyproductmanagement.com slash resource. So I just want to give you guys those so that you know we walk through some of that stuff today during this interview. So I think that would be helpful for you. I hope everyone's staying safe out there. Please um, you know, do all that you need to do um, for your personal lives and for your business to you know, stay healthy. And uh, I, I hope that you enjoy this episode. So let's dive in. Thanks. All right, Jeff Lieber. I am so excited to talk to you today. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, doing pretty good, all things considered. It is crazy times right now, but uh, yeah, thanks for you know having me on. Let's let's have a good convo about all things coronavirus and yeah, all that. Yeah, exactly. Crazy times indeed. You're surviving quarantine, okay? Yes, um, marriage is being tested a little bit more than usual. There's a lot of time <laughs> together. We're playing a game. Backgammon can turn really sour really fast. It turns out, but uh, I'm learning patience. So, how about you? That's awesome. That's awesome. It'll, it'll be a great for the long term of your relationship. Um, I, w- I would say equal. Um, equal on my side. We are started the worst time remodel in the history of remodels. About. Uh, uh, March 12th, so right as things were starting to go south, um, and we are in a really nice Airbnb that is one room, so me and my uh, my wife are in a, a loft where we basically share one large room. So other than that, uh, going great. But yeah, I'm excited to excited to talk to you today. I thought it would be great for all the listeners and everything to hear, hear the two of us kind of riff together because, you know, I bring a lot of uh, working with brands that are in different retail outlets and, and different retail environments and sell on their websites and things like that. And with your kind of oversight into all the different categories in Amazon, I think that together we can 
uh, we can share a lot of kind of what's happening from a trend perspective in, in all these different areas. Yeah, let's do it. We should probably mention, so we're, we're recording today on April, or sorry, yeah, April 3rd. And so, yep. um, you know, we're trying to give you the most up-to-date info possible. Obviously, some things might change, but yeah, let's let's do it. All right, awesome. Um, so let's start with Amazon, because I think a lot of people in both of our audiences, uh, you know, either they're, they might be Amazon first, or they might be Amazon only, or, um, you know, Amazon might might still be a pretty significant chunk of their revenue. So, um, obviously there's been, you know, any, anyone who sells on Amazon at this point knows about the delay and non-essential items, but just talk to me about what you're kind of seeing, um, broad strokes from an FBA side. Yeah. I mean, it's changing every single day. It's been all hands on deck <laughs> with our clients here at, at turnkey. Just like, how can we support you? Cause every client's, you know, got different challenges and honestly, some people's and a lot of our clients, their sales are up right now, you know, sometimes 20, 40% up, but some of our client sales are down 20 or 40% and they're, they're in danger of running out of stock or certain SKUs are out of stock and they can't ship an inventory currently. Um, so yeah, it's definitely crazy times, but I think it's just important to remember at the end of the day, you know, this will pass at some point, but it might take a lot more time. It might be months until this really settles back to, to normal or much longer. And so I wouldn't recommend just waiting for it to pass and crossing your fingers. You know, I think it's about how fast can we adapt? How fast can we move, um, you know, to, to the current situation, right? If you don't have a backup fulfillment option, like a third party warehouse, you know, you never had that set up. Well, you know, it's how fast can you get there? You know, um, that, so it's taking those fast actions to set yourself up to continue taking sales and, and keep your business afloat, I think is, is the key right now. And cause at the end of the day, it's, it's a great, it could be a great time because, you know, e-commerce is going to help save brands more people than ever are shopping from their couch from their devices right and so it's a great time to be in e-commerce for the for the long haul but it will be a rough few months you know there's a lot of challenges that come with that but it, it could be a really really big opportunity um, if you can find a way to survive and thrive through it yeah absolutely and i love the emphasis that you place there on speed uh, because really what i'm seeing is the brands that can adjust the fastest are the ones that are doing well. Um, and, and I think that applies both from kind of a logistics and fulfillment perspective, like you're talking about, but also from a marketing perspective, you know, when, when everything kind of shifted, which, you know, from my perspective was really around the 12th of March, literally like things, offers that were converting, messages that were doing really well and ads and emails and all that kind of stuff just fell off the face of the earth. Like just, stopped working, no one was paying attention, emails stopped being open, all that kind of stuff. So that obviously isn't the fault of the message themselves. Um, but really, you know, it, if you've got campaigns set up that are scheduled out for the next month or something like that, then if you haven't already, then everything needs to be updated to at least signal to what's going on, right? And at least acknowledge the context that everyone's in at this point, because otherwise no nothing is working. Um, and the brands that I saw do a good job of that and really kind of pivot their messaging and go back and re-examine everything that they're doing um, have, have managed to kind of climb out of that initial hole a lot better. You know, it's just, it's an environment where you shouldn't be thinking a month or a quarter out. You should probably be thinking two weeks out in terms of kind of how you plan your marketing and how you plan your messaging, how you plan 
outreach, all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is such a dynamic environment that, like you said, there's a ton of opportunity, especially for e-commerce. You really just have to be in a position where you can adjust to new situations very quickly. And, you know, last thing I'll say on that is like, this is such an exciting time to be a small company as well, because you can make these decisions so much faster. You know, I think uh, you, you see big companies really struggling, right? They've got these big uh, structures. They've got a ton of overhead and all that kind of stuff. And they're really pivoting out of necessity and they're, they're having to do it slowly. I, I think as a small business, right? Even if you're in that kind of seven, eight figure range as a relatively small business, uh, you have the, the ability to pivot much quicker. Yeah, I love everything that you just said. Um, totally agree. And yeah, I mean, we had one of our most successful clients, they were absolutely crushing it. And then boom, sales went down. And then they started running out of stock of their best sellers and all that. And so, but we were able to get very quickly within like three days, get FBM listings set up so that they could take orders through their own warehouse with fast ship times, faster than Amazon Prime and FBA was promising. So now their conversions are are through the, are, are back to normal pretty much. Um, and they, they actually helped, we, we gave them a list of here's 10 product because their, their products that they were currently selling were no longer as relevant given the current market, like demand for it definitely went down. And rather than sit and cry about it, we, we gave them a list of, I think we gave 10 or 12 products that would be in demand that would fit well under their brand. And they actually went out and sourced five of them within a week. So they we're launching five new products with them right now. And sales are trajecting, you know, the, the right direction. So, you know, it's how quickly can you move? And like you said, those big companies, it's hard for them to make those pivots that quickly. So it's, it's kind of nice to be small. Yeah, for sure. So I'd love to kind of dig into a couple of the things that you just called out there, because I think they're probably struggles that a lot of people are having, or maybe that they've dealt with in the past week or so. Um, but, you know, there's kind of three key challenges that, you know, I've heard from my clients that, that have a big presence in Amazon, right? Which one is the lack of ability to ship into warehouses, right? So might be running out of stock, can't ship new stock in. So walk me through kind of what your fix is for that and kind of how you're advising clients on, on how to deal with that. Yeah. So with the shipping restrictions, obviously Amazon narrowed it around mid-March to the essential categories so that things like toilet paper and masks and sanitizer can get shipped in. And that makes sense, you know, for everything, for, for the health of the world. And um, but so the latest that we're hearing was Amazon put out an update on March 26th was that starting April 5th, they're going to start expanding it to more categories and products, but they're being pretty vague. It's going to be more on a case by case basis. And so um, essentially by the time you're listening to this, I mean, that date will have come and passed. And so what I think is going to be happening is you just need to be checking your inventory and checking your ability to send in shipments daily. It's just a quick two minute check. Can I send an inventory? Um, because it, it literally might change any day and in classic Amazon fashion, they're always not going to you know, notify you that they updated the setting. Yeah, you have to like manually check it, right? Um, so that, that's number one is, is just whenever you do get the opportunity to ship in, ship in aggressively. On, on the second part of that is that if you can get lined up with a third-party warehouse, hopefully you already have that in place and that they have plans to stay open and running. Uh, if you can take those those orders through a third-party warehouse, you can you really be um, you know beating a lot of the competition right now because like we talked about, we've got clients that their Amazon inventory that's at Amazon FBA 
even though it used to be Amazon Prime eligible like a month ago, now it's showing sometimes three or four week shipment times for a customer, right? It's no longer having the Prime badge and that kills your conversions. And so you need to one, be monitoring that. If that's happening to you, um, you know, that's gonna affect your conversions. You, you're gonna need to watch your advertising campaigns a lot more closely. You're probably gonna wanna dial back your budgets and your campaign spend because it's probably gonna be losing money or your profitability is going to go down so if, if that's the case um, you need to take those precautions and then the last thing i can think of right now is that you need to if you don't have a third-party warehouse set up you should go get get one um, as, as fast as possible and obviously a lot of people are scrambling to do this so the you know the faster you can move the better because a lot of these warehouses are starting to fill up because everyone's trying to scramble to find them and so you know a lot like i think we had five clients that didn't have it set up at all and so we're actually pre-vetting warehouses for them just to help them so we've interviewed 10 different warehouses this week and i think we've narrowed the list down to two or three strong ones that have been deemed um what's the word essential businesses because those warehouses have uh, like medical supplies as one of their products in there and so they physically you know can't close down and so if you have a warehouse or can find one that has that where it's been deemed a you know an essential business that can't close down that's that will really be a, a strong advantage and so i don't have the names of the warehouses right now we're literally finalizing the list but we'll put that on our website or put it in the show notes or just reach out to us at, at turnkey if you can't find it but we'll try to link up to it there so that you guys can get that list of, of warehouses yeah that's that's great and I, I think it's so interesting i was going to ask the criteria that you're using to evaluate those warehouses because normally right you're looking at okay how reliable are they can i talk to some other people that have used you for a while to to get a reference how are prices you know what do your facilities look like and obviously all of those things are still important but Right now, there's such a need to understand, are you going to stay open and are you going to be able to fulfill my item? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are the, the critical questions. Um, and luckily, we're, we were able to find some that had actually like 15 warehouses around the country. So that diversifies the wow, risk as okay. well. So, you know, like our, our list of questions really evolved over time as we interviewed more and more because we're like, wow, there are a lot of good questions that we should be thinking about. And have they shipped with Amazon before? And you know, there's a lot of questions that go into it. Um, so we'll give you guys what that list. Like and then, the, yeah, I was gonna say, what are you, what are like the top five questions that people should be asking of their potential third party fulfillment? Yeah. So, do they have a plan to stay open? Are they a, a have they been deemed an essential business? How much capacity do they have currently? Do they have multiple warehouses so that worst case they could pivot to another one? Um, have they shipped with Amazon before? If you're selling on Shopify or you know on e-commerce, like can they you know not only just store your inventory and ship it to Amazon, but can they also fulfill those orders, right? And can they yep. fulfill Amazon Amazon seller fulfilled uh, sales? Because that that's really really critical right now. So those are some of the questions that come to mind. Because if you can get that lined up, so so for example, one of our clients they had like I said. All their inventory was with Amazon FBA and it was showing 30 day ship times, their conversions got crushed. But then the warehouse that they're set up with now is offering two to four day shipping and it's you know through their uh, fulfilled by merchant listings. And so now what happened was the, 
we had to get the FBM listing to win the buy box, right? So it was featured mm -hmm. on the page mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't happening. We couldn't figure out how. So then we, we realized if we just raise the price of our Amazon FBA listing by 10 cents so that FBM listing is 10 cents cheaper, then boom, we won the buy box instantly. Um, boom, so, love so, it. So now one of our clients has, you know, they're offering two or three day shipping depending on the, the product. And meanwhile, probably 80% of their competitors are showing, you know, four week ship times. And so their, their sales are, have spiked way up. And so, you know, it's how quickly can you, can you get those things in place? Cause yeah, it's big demand. Yeah. Love it. Okay, cool. So I, I think that's great. And I think it's, you know, it's great to point out, you know, can you fulfill individual orders versus can you ship into Amazon, right? Because those are two totally different things. Someone who can handle pallets and shipping, you know, large quantities of, uh, of goods versus someone who can do a lot of smaller orders, very, very different kind of technical capabilities there. So uh, I think that that's a great point to, uh, to pull up. So how about for those people, you know, that are looking at products that maybe aren't as relevant right now. Like not only can you not ship it in or has longer lead time, but it's not, you know, probably not as relevant. What are you recommending to your, your clients in those categories? Yeah. I mean, you just got to, I mean, it's totally custom to, you know, their brand and situation, but you know, hopefully they they follow, you know, advice of people like you and people like Ryan, where they're building an actual brand and they've got an audience and they've got people that trust them. And, um, and if you have products that truly just are not going to be in demand for whatever reason right now, because it's just given the circumstances, you're selling super high end luxury goods of a non-essential item, maybe, you know, now might be the time to pivot and, and launch test a, a different product that, you know, could still fall into your brand or serve your current customers, find other ways to serve your customers, right? Whether it's a physical product, maybe it's, you could get into an affiliate product, an info product, like tr try to diversify and find something to serve your audience. I mean, I think you'd actually probably have an even better answer than me. So, I mean, what would, what would you say to that? Yeah, for sure. Well, so I've been dealing with this with some of my clients, right? Cause you know, I deal mostly in consumables. So, you know, things that people will use multiple times, but some of those, you know, grocery beverage supplements are way, way, way up. Um, and then others, uh, specifically cosmetics and hair care and kind of beauty as a category is way, way, way down. And so for those, you know, cosmetics is one thing because there's an element of, of skill involved with that. So while people are not buying, you know, eyeshadow palettes and things like that at this point, there is still a measure of engagement because, you know, we basically pivoted to all content around here's how to use the product better. Here's something fun that you can do with makeup, right? While you're at home, you know, there's just an element of still providing value, even though people might not be converting um, as much on the same products and same offers that they were two weeks ago. Um, but, you know, if you've got the founder in there and kind of doing the, the daily Facebook lives for, okay, we're going to do, you know, your, your best euphoria eyeshadow kind of thing, right? And kind of going through and, and having some fun. People are at home. They've got a lot of time on their hands. Things that previously would seem like an intrusion or just like not something that people would be super interested in, they are looking for things to do. And so if you can play a role in kind of keeping them entertained or teaching them a new skill or doing something like that, you can still add a lot of value even if it's not through selling products. And then the flip side of that is you will sell more products, right? When we started doing those 
those tutorials and things like that, we offer a deal on the products that are featured in the tutorial. And people then do buy that. And, you know, I mentioned the customizing your messaging, right? Well, uh, I think we did some, uh, some quick research and I think like around 40% of people uh, just stopped wearing makeup, right? Because they're working from home, which totally makes sense. Uh, but the other 40% are people that wear makeup because they are, you know, they feel like it's part of the routine and they still want to show up well on Zoom and things like that. And so just going through and updating everything that we're doing to, you know, include that type of messaging, right? To, you know, here's how to show up on uh, well on camera for a Zoom call or something like that, or, you know, to make it more playful and, and, and all that kind of stuff, but still acknowledge the situation. Um, I think that there's opportunities for that in a lot of different categories, right? So if there's any kind of content that you can put out that keeps people entertained and, and still kind of provides value and, and things like that, I think that, that those are ways that you can still show up for people. Yeah, I think those are great ideas, especially if you've, you know, if, if you are a big brand or you've got a great audience and maybe your products are not in favor, like you said right now, you know, th that now's a good time to maybe partner or work with another company that has products that would serve your customer, right? And do content collaborations, like find ways to connect your customers, um, just like what you were saying. So I think that's yeah. great tips. And, and I think it's, you know, it, the thing to keep in mind too, is that, you know, the role of brands is different today than it was two weeks ago, right? When you look at a platform like Instagram, you know, people are still going there to escape and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, people are really, really responding to companies that are supporting their local community and featuring those kind of stories on their feed uh, for people who are providing content, for providing entertainment, providing instruction, um, you know, putting together special new products or packaged products that are kind of customized to the way people are, are having to live their lives right now. I mean, those things are converting very, very, very well versus, you know, just trying to do the stuff that you normally do. It's just, it's kind of yelling into the void at that point. Have, have your clients been like expressing fear or anything that you've had to help help them through or? Um, you know, not so much actually, you know, most of my clients, you know, are think at a pretty high strategic level, right? You don't, you don't invest in the things that, you know, you need to invest in to be kind of a brand focused person if you don't kind of think at that, that more strategic level. And so they recognize that this is kind of a, a blip and, but then also something that they're going to have to kind of adjust their strategy to and adjust their thinking. It's been, I've been pretty fortunate with the people that I work with not getting too scared. And frankly, I have a client right now that sells in the water category. So still in sparkling water, and their biggest problem is just like getting inventory in as fast as they possibly can. So there are, there are some businesses out there like that where the category is just kind of blowing up right now due to, due to how people are, are buying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. I mean, I guess that makes sense because yeah, our clients that are doing the best and are not you know freaking out are the ones that really have strong brands and all the stuff that you preach and they've got an audience and you know they're they're able to shift more of their sales to shopify if amazon's you know having slow ship times and you know their shopify sales are crushing it right now and so yeah i mean i think it's more important than ever to really talk about it and think about you know how to crisis proof your business and one of the main things is like if do you have your own audience do you have your own brand your own following do you have multiple traffic resources right there's so many different uh things that we talked about, but I think a lot of, especially Amazon sellers have neglected those things because, you know, 
times were good and easy on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. And and I, I guess I want to stress too that it's definitely true that obviously if you have the audience already that that's fantastic and you've already built the brand like now is a great time to leverage that to you know improve your financial position but this is also a great time to start doing that because people are looking for something anything from the the different relationships they have in their life right like they are stuck at home maybe with their significant other maybe with their family they don't have as much access to their friends and i think brands have an opportunity to play more of a role for people now than you know any time in probably the last 10 years right it's, it's basically like the early days of social media again where people are like oh wow this brand is like a person right and and i have a different kind of emotional connection to that and so i think that's what i would say to um you know the brands that maybe don't have products that make sense right now or, or a harder ability like if i was going to invest in anything in that state it would be building that audience and starting to form that relationship because that is how people are going to remember you going forward. Like this was the brand that showed up for me with a lot of really entertaining stuff, or this is the brand that showed up to me with, you know, the mindfulness support that I needed and, and then all of that kind of stuff in a really hard time. Right. And you have a, you have an opportunity to form a really long lasting bond right now. And I think that that's really exciting. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, better late than never, you know, and I think this will, will shine a light on a lot of people's businesses. They're like, wow, we, we're not set up for that. We're missing those things. But I think a lot of people will do all those things that you said right now, because the fact is, is all those things you mentioned are good to have in business outside of a crisis anyways. So yes, you need it now more than <laughs> yes, ever, exactly. but whenever yep. this crisis ends, if you have those things in place, you, you're going to, you want those things in place anyways, you're going to sleep better at night. Um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, like we put that in our Corona report called a crisis proof crisis proof business checklist but i'm looking at it and it's really something that you want outside of a crisis as well uh but it's when it's during a crisis that if you don't have them you, you could get screwed yeah and and i think it's worth pointing out that this is really kind of separating the wheat from the chaff and and any sort of um downturn is going to do that right mm -hmm. uh, there's some quote from warren buffett right that's like you know, when the tide goes out, you get to see who's been swimming naked, right? <laughs> and there's like, there's so many people who have just been skating by because it's a good economy and it's, you know, it's easy and people are spending money and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, we're really kind of exposing the brands that have relationship with people that serve a purpose in their life rather than just kind of selling products. And so I, I think it's going to be very, very interesting to watch. You know, this is also just kind of untread territory for everyone. Right. No one who's, you know, in business today has, has really confronted anything like this. Right. We haven't dealt with anything like this in the past hundred years. So I think, um, you know, it's still kind of all, all untread territory. So <laughs> what would you recommend to people who are maybe looking at, you know, coming back online in three to four weeks? Right. What can they be doing to kind of best set themselves up for success? You know, when their brand is, is back kind of to its full power at, at Amazon. What, what could you be doing uh, to prepare for that? Yeah, I mean, I think right now it's, it's not even try to wait until things get back to normal, but it's like there's a big opportunity to be selling a lot more right now now and selling more than, than ever, you know? And uh, so it's, you know, planning for the worst case scenario that 
it may take two, three, four months until Amazon FBA is totally back to normal. Uh, hopefully it's a lot sooner than that, but it just we just don't know. And so I wouldn't wait for that. And I would line up those things that, you know, you and I have been talking about, um, yeah. you know, line up that that backup fulfillment option. So it's not a backup. It might be your main fulfillment option yeah, through a yeah, warehouse exactly. for the next yep. three months. And you, if you're one of the first to do it, um, you know, you can be cleaning up compared to your competitors, you know. So now it's the time to to do all those things that we we talked about. And then whenever it does turn back to normal, you know, I think you'll have the benefit of being in a stronger position from, from that point on because, you know, you, you didn't dwindle all the way down. You, you actually thrive during this time. Yeah, for sure. And and I think, you know, with Amazon specifically, there's going to be kind of a second wave here where there's a first wave of people who, um, you know, the ship date gets moved way out and conversion rates crashed, right? But then there's a second wave of people who run out of stock, don't have that secondary fulfillment option set up, and then they're basically dead in the water until they're finally allowed to ship back in. Um, and so I'll, I'll be really interested to kind of to watch that play out. I also think, you know, going back to our just moving fast um, and and kind of working in smaller, more dynamic timeframes of that, you know, that kind of like two to three weeks, working two to three weeks ahead instead of two to three months, it's going to be really interesting to watch buying behavior, right? Because even, you know, I, I use the example of the water client um, for two weeks, people were buying still water like crazy, right? At the, about the same levels that they were buying toilet paper. And it doesn't make any sense, right? In either case, right? You have access to water. You're not being snowed in. It's not a blizzard, right? And, and you can go to the store. You don't necessarily need to buy these things. But as people have kind of stocked up and all that kind of stuff, they're, they're still buying more water than they typically are. But levels have kind of gone back down to what I would say is more reasonable. The, sh the shelves have been more stocked. And then people have moved on to more uh, comfort, comfort items, right? So we're starting to see makeup tick back up. We're starting to see sparkling water over still water tick back up, right? Because people are looking for things that they find comforting and all that kind of stuff. And it's not that pure survival buying. So I wonder what trends you've seen like that. I, you know, you don't have to reference a specific client if you don't want to, but obviously you work with clients a bunch, across a bunch of different categories. Have you started to see a tick up in that kind of comfort buying and things like that as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it's all over the map. It depends on the niches. We don't have any clients that are necessarily in the comfort buying space, so I can't really speak to that. But ha have you seen that quite a bit? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just interesting because, you know, obviously, like I said, makeup, like literally, if you look at the the trend line, right, it is it literally looks like a cliff, right, <laughs> on, on the 12th, just dropped, you know, 60%, something like that. And then it's kind of been working its way up as people start to, as working from home becomes normalized, as people kind of get back figure out what the routine looks like in their day and things like that. In grocery, we're definitely seeing that kind of uptick in, you know, kind of comfort buying and buying not, not luxury goods, but, you know, kind of some of those more premium goods that like maybe it's a snack or a, a candy or a, a beverage or whatever that you, you might kind of treat yourself and maybe you would get when you go out to lunch. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are bringing that into their home now. And so I imagine we'll see the same thing on Amazon. And when you talk about them kind of opening up to that next click, right, one of the things anecdotally that I've noticed is, you know, for example, like my wife was able to get watercolors delivered within six days or something like that, five or six days. And so I can't imagine that watercolors would be considered a, an essential item, but I, I do think that there's an element of recognizing, hey, people need things to do. People need things that are going to provide them some measure of comfort. And like, yeah, maybe I won't be able to get an expensive wine fridge delivered to me 
you know, quickly, but there are things that are outside the traditional definition of essential that are going to become, you know, kind of mentally, psychologically essential to us in this time where we're kind of confined in, in the physical space that we're occupying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, we're seeing a lot of, a lot of trends happening and I mean, but we're not telling our sporting goods client to, Hey, you should start selling toilet paper now. <laughs> you know? Like I wouldn't pivot your whole business just to yeah, chase, no, chase a hot thing not. or try to take, especially you don't want to be taking advantage of, you know, any of this uh, terrible situation. Um, so, but if it falls under your brand and it's something that you can, you know, will serve customers now and hopefully even after this whole thing dies down, then uh, yeah, it's a great time to, to try to expand and serve your customer in other ways that you weren't doing before. Yeah. And, and I think there's also an opportunity for you to be creative as a business owner, right? You know, there's, there's so many products that, you know, might not be exciting traditionally, like weirdly when I speak at events, there almost always seems to be someone in the crowd who's like, Ugh, I sell home organization stuff. It's not that exciting. Like, how do I build a brand around that? Like, it's so boring. Like, da, da, da. you can tell that they're not excited about their product and they're not excited about their brand and they don't understand how anyone else could be excited about their brand. So my first thing is you probably shouldn't have gotten into that business if you're that unexcited about it. But my second thing is if you have a business like that now, imagine the opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, people are at home. They're having to transform a physical space into something that's usable and something that they can still be productive and gives them a sense of normalcy and things like that. And that's a way to take a product that might not have been exciting two weeks ago and you can make it hugely valuable to someone. Um, and so I, I just think that there's so many opportunities out there from a positioning perspective. I, I guess my question to you is obviously with someone who's selling on their own website, right? There are a lot of ways, you know, you have an audience probably, you can update your positioning and kind of how you're messaging on social and on email. All that's kind of where I live and breathe every day. And that's pretty simple. But in terms of making sure you show up on Amazon in a way that's relevant to people. How would you recommend someone go about doing that? You know, is this a time where you should be looking at your listing copy or your listing images and making sure that it's kind of custom to this time we're in, or is it kind of just make sure that your block and tackle stuff is good and you know, that you've got operations all, all kind of handled. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it depends on, the, the niche that you're in, but like, yeah, especially if you have a product that is, has been severely hit, like if your sales have dropped significantly and, uh, that's a time where you just need to look at everything like, Hmm, is there something I can change to position my product differently so that it seems like an essential thing that people need to have during this time. And hopefully that will help get your sales back. Um, so it just totally depends on what your situation is. I wouldn't go reinvent the whole wheel, you know, for, just because, you know, sales are down or whatever. But, um, but yeah, a lot of people will have to take a hard look at your business and, you know, we're all working from home. We've, we've got a little bit more free time on our hands typically now. And so now's a great time just to do some of those things that you've been wanting to do and get creative, like you said, or launch that Shopify store or, you know, do, you know, start building that audience or build that email list or put out content. I think now is the time to start building those things because uh, that's going to build you a more sound business anyways. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I think there's a lot of cool opportunities too, if you're willing to think outside the box. I mean, when you, you think about someone like influencers or, or other content creators like that, I mean, their income has been hugely impacted by this. They're not out at events. They're not doing things that they're typically doing right? They're not getting the same kind of advertising dollars that they have been getting. And, you know, this is a great time to explore 
you know, maybe some longer term partnerships with people that a couple weeks or a month ago might have been out of reach for you. Right. And uh, because that income expectation is lowered and because they're not able to do a bunch of stuff, I think that, you know, you can you can pursue some really kind of cost efficient long term partnerships that way. So, I mean, I, I think that there's so many opportunities out there. Obviously, it's scary, you know, when you see that cliff, uh, you know, on, on your trend line, like that's, that's never really what you want to look at, right? But, you know, I also think I'm, I'm a big advocate for, you know, maintaining kind of premium pricing when you're able to and, and all that kind of stuff. But for businesses that have good control over their margins, you know, this is a good time to look at, you know, potentially playing around with your pricing a little bit and seeing if that, um, you know, can help. Uh, help increase volume. And then also, you know, I, I use the example of, the, of makeup, but had a lot of success with doing kind of lower price points for some sort of gift with purchase, right? So offering a brush, if, you know, you spend kind of at this level and tying it into the tutorial that we do to make it easy. So, hey, buy these two products that we featured in the tutorial and we'll send you this brush for free or whatever. Um, you know, I think that it's a time where you can kind of add value without what I see a lot of brands doing that concerns me is just offering steeper and steeper and steeper price discounts. So sending out that email blast of, Hey, 30% off this week. And then the next week I get an email that says, Hey, 40% off. And it's just so obvious that no one's buying it right now. And they're just trying to, how far can we cut this before people hit pull the trigger? And, and I think getting creative and finding ways that don't totally devalue your brand are, are going to be important in the long term here. Yeah, I think that's, you're just saying all the right things. I mean, now is the time to look for those other opportunities and it's out there. You just got to look for it. So, uh, so yeah, so Max, I think this was really helpful for a lot of people. I hope it was, let us know if it was. And, uh, Max, if people want to get help from you in any way or reach out to you, where can they go? Yeah. So, uh, my email is max at brandbuilderstrategy.com. You can just reach out to me directly. And, um, you know, I, I'm having a really great time, frankly, as weird as that sounds, um, kind of coming up with these ideas and figuring out how, you know, brands can be relevant to, to their customers right now. So um, even if you, you just want some, you know, to jam on some ideas or whatever, don't, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you know, we can set up a call or, or go over things via email, things like that. But uh, yeah, this is a really exciting time in, in spite of also being a very scary time. And so I think, you know, as, as entrepreneurs, we have an opportunity to, uh, to add a lot of value to people. So. Um, Jeff, I appreciate the time for, for today. Anything else, you know, if people want to get a hold of you, if people want to, uh, get turnkeys, you know, foolproof questionnaire for, um, you know, third party or distributors and all that kind of stuff, where, where can they reach out to you? Yeah, I was just thinking that. So we'll make sure the, uh, the list of the, um, the warehouses that we've vetted that we'll have that ready to go by the time that this airs. So We'll have that. It'll either be in the, we have the, the updated how to survive and thrive on Amazon during the coronavirus report as well with the crisis proof checklist and all that good stuff. So we'll put that at turnkeyproductmanagement.com slash resource. Um, so I'll make sure that all that stuff is, is fully up to date by the time this goes live. And uh, yeah, and I hope that that will help a lot of people through this time. And um, yeah, and if you guys need, need help beyond that, you know, um, just especially in the Amazon space, I mean, it's, it, you know, now is the time that you need to know how to pivot and how to do those things. So if you need help or advice on that, then reach out to us because we, we want to help companies through this time. Um, so you can do that at our website as well, turnkeyproductmanagement.com. But thanks, Max.
Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, we're planning on doing this, you know, probably at least once a month and, and frankly, might maybe as often as, as once every two weeks, depending on how fast things change. But um, you'll definitely be hearing from us again on this. Awesome. Well, thanks, Max. Be safe, everybody. Yeah. Cheers. Hey, guys, a big thank you to Max Kerwick for coming on the show. Uh, please reach out to him um, at max at brandbuilderstrategy.com. He has become a good friend over the years and super smart guy, obviously. And I hope that all these Corona you know, updates that we provided will be helpful for you and your businesses. So um, and again, just want to remind you, um, we are going to make sure that we have the most up to date list of the pre vetted warehouses that you can um, use in the future or immediately to be taking orders. Um, so we're going to give you that list. It's at turnkeyproductmanagement.com slash resource. And at the same link, we'll also put the most up-to-date version. We, we're still updating it right now. We're going to make sure it's up-to-date with how to survive and thrive on Amazon during the coronavirus. And, you know, because Amazon's changing every day with their shipping restrictions and all the different stuff we're seeing with our clients. And so we're going to put all the actionable steps in there. So uh, please go over there to do that. Um, and if you guys need more help than that, like if, if you want to grow on Amazon during this time or you really need some urgent help, then you can schedule a breakthrough session. It'll be listed on that same webpage, turnkeyproductmanagement.com slash resource. But thank you guys so much. Big thanks to Max Kerwick for coming on the show. Uh, we'll probably do another episode together sometime in the next month just to, you know, as, as everything changes. So uh, stay safe out there, stay healthy, and best of luck to you guys. Thanks. Thanks.